God is real. Amen. That's why we're here tonight. Okay, I'd like to take our text tonight from Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Philippians 1, 27. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Uh, this was, again, the, the whole Philippian, that the youth retreat, we learn a lot. I think the, the young people learn a lot. In, in this verse here, um, the, the word conversation denotes kind of the conduct of citizenship in heaven. So uh, a citizen, uh, you know, when you're a citizen of something, you expect uh, and seek safety as a citizen of that country or uh, the, pos- the prosperity of that country or the opportunity of that country. Um, when I was uh, thinking of citizenship, you know, of course, most of you don't know that, you know, know that I-, I wasn't born here. Uh, I remember when we were at one of the refugee camp in Thailand. I believe it was the second one because the first one we were just staying in tents. Everybody was in tents. But the second one, you kind of live in a, a long house or with floors and a roof over our head. Um, there, when we got there, they told us, hey, uh, be careful what you do or how you act or how you behave because there's, I think there's soldiers walking around with whips in their hand or on their side. So every time we see a soldier's kid, you would be afraid because if you misbehave or do something that's inappropriate, they would just whip you. I never seen anybody got whipped, but I, every time I see a soldier uh, walking by, I would just either look down or just walk fast the opposite direction or somewhere else. So and then um, so we were told how to behave and yeah, at a certain area there or when we were there. Then when. We got to uh, America, to Washington. We landed in Seattle, Washington. And we uh, got to Tacoma. I'm sure, I believe, my parents was you know, taken to places to uh, uh, kind of, what do you call it, a reintroduction or to tell how to live and what to do in the, the U.S. and how to conduct yourself and the opportunity that they would have uh, as they live in America. And again, what are some of the, the basic laws and rules in America also. And then uh, after you live a while in the country or in America, you would have an opportunity to become a citizen of uh, the U.S. of A. You know, we think it's one of the greatest you know, country in the world. It's an opportunity to anything. You know, if you work your hard enough, you'll accomplish it. Uh, if you put yourself, if you study hard enough, uh, you know, you'll accomplish what you want. And you can see it in many lives nowadays and many uh, uh, people that accomplish or succeed in many ways. So again, but to become a citizen, you have to know and understand the foundation of the country. I mean, I don't know if you were born here that you have to study what America is all about. You know, who was the president, why he was the first president, the, cons- uh, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. And you have to know at least some of those, the first 10 or 15 or so, because they're going to test you on it. 
and you have to pass that test to become a citizen uh, of the United States. Yeah, I forgot I was thinking about this. I, I should have just asked a couple questions to see if some of you know those yeah, at all. But uh, yeah, if you study it, it's not hard. But if you don't, you might not because you take advantage of it, you know, just being born and raised and become a citizen here. And to take that test, again, you have to live here in the country for a certain amount of years. You can't just come and then, you know, go take the test and become a citizen. And, of course, there was a price to pay also. When I took my test, I think right during college sometime, when I understood enough or study enough, uh, it was only a 100 bucks back then. Uh, to take the test. I think it's a whole lot more now, uh, the, the price that you have to pay to become uh, the citizen of uh, this country. And, you know, when I was thinking about this, it's kind of the same in heaven. You kind of have to become a citizen of heaven. You have to know what it takes also, the foundation of heaven and uh, what it requires to get you into heaven. Uh, if you want to become citizen or your name written down in heaven uh, in the book of life there, you need to know what it takes. You need to know what it costs. And uh, the great thing about it is it doesn't cost you or any of us anything. You just have to accept the price that uh, Jesus Christ paid for it already. And, uh, and of course, in life, uh, you have to go through certain trials and tribulation also be... Uh, before the Lord call us home or if the rapture happens, either one. And uh, now, when I was thinking about this, I think in life, before we, uh, as Christian, a lot of time, I think Christians uh, was as thinking and reading and praying about this. A lot of us, a lot of Christian out there thinking life is just a playground. You know, and... Uh, Full of just monkey bars, you know, I went walk at Happy Valley the other, the other day, you know, monkey bars, swings and stuff like that. A lot of time I realized it was growing up when, I, before I moved here too, a lot of people just, you know, on a monkey bar, you, you jump from that, from one bar to another. A lot of people just, again, jumping from church to church, trying to find what's right for them or what's feel good for them. Or, you know, another analogy would be on the swings. There's a lot of ups and down when you swing back and forth. But, you know, Christ is always constant in our life. But, you know, life, our life as a Christian, it's not a playground. Just to let you know, it's a battleground. We have to constantly, it, it's a, there's a spiritual warfare constantly going. As soon as you become a Christian, the devil, the enemy of our soul, constantly trying to do whatever he can to try to take you back or to make you fall or to get you away to, to give up what you just uh, receive, that eternal salvation uh, with Jesus Christ. It is. We have to realize that our life is a battleground. If you don't, you're gonna, it's gonna be easy to kind of just slip away and lose that battle before you know, Christ come back and take us home. So we have to be ready at all times. See, a Christian life, besides uh, being ready, we have to be ready to, I mean, the first thing is be ready to share the gospel and also to, to further the gospel. And that is our well, one of our duties 
as a Christian is to share and to live a life of according to the gospel here. So when you know, Paul wrote here, only let your conversation or citizenship, or I can also use the manner of life that you live, become of the gospel of Christ. You know, so what does that mean? So those who profess uh, the gospel of Christ should live as those who believe in the gospel of Christ, right? And we should live to submit to the gospel ways and depend on the gospel promises. And we all know a lot of promises. You know, I wouldn't have time tonight to mention all the promises. I list all the promises before. So, well, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, we all know that. I mean, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the life of Christ. And for God so loved, I mean, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that anybody who believes shall have eternal life. You know, that is one of the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the main foundation of what is the gospel truth? Well, one of the truth is, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3, uh, 6.23 there. And I, and of course, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know, in this world, as I was growing up and back in my culture too, there are many, many different ways that people try to get to heaven by doing good, by giving uh, their time or their financial uh, to uh, the good, the good cause of out there in the world. But you know, anything that you do will never be ever good enough to get into heaven. Because Jesus said right here, you know, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father but by me. That is the only way to get to heaven. There is no other way whatsoever. So, how about the gospel way? You know, uh, this one is kind of a, a touchy subject when it comes to the uh, gospel ways. Uh, or read one verse here. Ephesians 4, 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vo vocation wherewith ye are called. Deuteronomy 14.2. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord has chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nation that are upon the earth. Well, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, I think about that again. Growing up, wasn't raised in this gospel and with a different culture. When, you know, it says that we are set apart to be a holy people chosen to be above uh, all the other nation. It doesn't mean that we just do whatever, whatever we choose or however we choose. Look, today's society encourage all of us to express ourselves the way we want it, how we please. But as Christian, we are not called to do that. I mean, especially it, um, you know, we just had a wedding this I think this last weekend, this last Saturday, right? Yeah. Now, I was thinking, what if I came dressed as a clown to that wedding? You know, there's a lot of people there that probably don't know me. I mean, I know I'm a Christian. A lot of you know that I'm a Christian. But if I come dressed like that, it wouldn't be appropriate. Just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I can dress however I want 
and expect that people to see that, oh, I am a Christian. No, if I am a Christian, I should dress accordingly. Again, I'm not, I shouldn't be dressed properly and nice or modestly, you know, men and women, to show my work that I could get into heaven. No, again, it's not by our work, but it's by the grace of God, you know, by his salvation. That That's what it's all about. So, again, we have to present ourselves worthy of what we are called to do. But if we just do whatever we want, then those who never met us or seen us, they would be judging us, you know, again, not to judge, but they would see us as how we are, uh, present ourselves day in and day out, especially at work. I mean, work is one of the important things, or at school too. I mean, we have to dress, you know, I'm sure, again, it's more uh, challenging for women and girls uh, to always constantly, again, dress in modesty to show uh, that you are a walking gospel of uh, Jesus Christ. No. It, I'm sure it's easier for 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 guys, but uh, out there. But again, you, we are all called, set apart to be um, walking in the gospel ways. Another uh, verse, Ephesians four twenty nine. I, I love this. I, I memorized this when I was young in the um, when I was in college there because again when you're surrounded by people that come from different background believing many different thing a different kind of gospel different doctrines different ways uh you know i i learned to memorize this because again certain conversation are never a lot of it's not edifying or uh, unto the lord it says uh, again ephesians 429 let no com- corrupt con- communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. You know, the conversation we have, I'm sure at church it's easy to have edifying conversation. What about at work? What about at school? What about, you know, when you're around friends who you want to impress or want to like you, when a conversation turned kind of a not so good, unedifying, are you bold enough to walk away from it are you bold enough to say uh no thank you or you know or at least give your opinion and say hey guys this is not uh, edifying sometimes it's harder when a group of christian friend you know have those type of conversation and nobody not willing to step up that's why i like an example during the youth retreat they had i think one of the example one of the skit they did that and what one person they have some Good example and some bad example, and uh, I appreciate the good example where you know somebody would just go talk to their friend, pull a friend aside, and said, hey, "You know, I don't think I, this is a good edifying conversation. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, I would like to step away." It's hard to stand up in the middle of the crowd and say, "Hey, you are all not good. Yeah, what kind of Christian are you?" Of course, that's the bad way to to say it, to do it, right? So, man, you must go to a different church or something like that. No. Again, that's a bad example, but uh, don't do that. I, I tried that. It doesn't work out uh, also. But uh, again, and then one more, uh, again, Colossians 3.17, I love this one too. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Amen. You know, I love that. I, I didn't learn this till later yeah, in life. 
that everything that we do, it should be to uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks. Imagine every decision you make, you pray unto the Lord, say, Lord, should I do this or should I do uh, that? Please give me peace. Please give me direction. Should I be friend or start a friendship or relationship with this person or that person? Please give me direction. Please give me peace. Please show me the way. Should I take this job? Uh, yeah, I pray, Lord, please give me direction. Please give me peace. Show me the way. Yeah. It's simple, but it's challenging at the same time. Because a, a lot of time we want to impress the people around us. You know, it's more important to say, oh, well, will I be accepted into this crowd or this person? You know, especially, yeah, you know, let's say if you're a boss or if you're an employee, you, you have a certain way or a certain persona or reputation to keep. But in everything we do, if we give it to the Lord, He will give you direction. I learned that a few years, you know, a while back. If I give it to the Lord, He will give me the peace and direction for it. He never once said, no, I'm just going to leave you hanging for a while until you figure it out you're on your own. No. And again, everything we say, you know, again, it's easy to say certain thing, edifying, encouraging thing at church, but what about at home? Yeah, you know, I try to encourage my kid that all the time. It's harder to be a witness to your brother and sister than, the, you know, at church. Oh, man, they're perfect kids. You know my kids. But at home, I try to encourage, hey, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? Would he say this to your brother or your sister? Would he say that? Or would he yell it that loud? Most likely not. But again, at home is the most challenging way to witness it. Because, you know, as I hear the testimony there, there from Sister Barbara, it's just like, it affects your brother and your sister, your mom and your dad at home. Because you know what? When they're out of the house, that's what they're going to remember. How you treat one another, how you talk to one another in love. In First Corinthians chapter 13 there. It matters. Because I see a lot of friends that have children that when they grow up, that they leave or choose to go a different path. That is sad and that is heartbroken. Are we walking around with a smile on our face or a scowl? You know, a while back, sometime at work too, this guy always say, oh, Roth, why are you so mad? I didn't think I was mad. Maybe I just looked at. So now I learned to at least give a smile when I walk around or say hi with enthusiasm. I'm still learning. God is teaching me and showing me the way. So, again, these are some of the gospel ways. It's not all the gospel way, but it's some of the gospel ways uh, that God called us to be, to live. So, again, if we profess to um, to uh, believe in the gospel of Christ, we should live as those who believe in the gospel truth, submit to the gospel ways, and depend on the, go- the gospel promises. And I'll just name one of the promises here tonight. Jesus is coming back soon. He promised us that he's going to come back and take us home. Because again, I started with this. Our citizenship is not here. It's at our home. Again, these are not like do's and don'ts. 
that I'm trying to tell you as a Christian, but we shouldn't behave in a certain way as we were to get into heaven because we'll never get to heaven by our own good. We should behave in the gospel way, the gospel truth, and submit to the gospel truth there because our name is written in the book of life. That's why we behave uh, in a holiness way. Again, I mentioned many times, we're a, holy ch- uh, a holiness church. We should live a holy life and a life wholly committed to God. We live that way because our name is written in, heart, uh, in heaven, not because we have to. The same as here now. I, I work, I try to provide for my family and this and that as a citizen of the United States because I am a citizen here, not because I'm working towards certain things or to be a better citizen, a better citizen or whatnot. Again, we are called to live a certain way because our name is written up in heaven already. And um, i like to close with this little poem that I found. I thought it's a... Uh, I like it... Uh, no, here you go. It says, um, you are writing a gospel, a chapter each day by the deeds that you do and the words that you say. Men read what you write, whether faithful or true, just what is the gospel according to you, the author's unknown. So what is the gospel according to you tonight? But if you're not saved tonight, uh, out there listening or here, you know, have your name written uh, in the, the book of life. And the only way to do that is to acknowledge that you are a sinner, that uh, we are all born a sinner, and we have to repent of our sin and ask Jesus into our life and give our life to him. We do. Jesus is coming back soon. His promise, he said, he's going to come back and take us all home. It could be tonight. It could be tomorrow. It could be the next minute. Uh, some of us is hoping for sooner than later, but the Lord uh, has a plan for all of us. As long as we hear, he still has a plan for us to do, and we have to remember that, and we have to acknowledge that, and we have to do our best to, uh, uh, to, to do that. And because you know what? We have family, all of us, I have family members that are still not saved, and I want them to make it to heaven. I don't want Jesus to come back before they get an opportunity to uh, give their life to him so they could be in heaven, so I can be in heaven with, the, uh, with them also. So tonight, I encourage you, you know, what is the gospel according to you? If you're not saved, tonight is a, a great opportunity to give your life uh, to Jesus Christ. And uh, let's all come and pray. The song of invitation is 285.